Hello, this is your Polycast for Friday, May 15th, your daily check-in on Minnesota politics. I'm Mike Mulcahy with NPR News. On today's edition, a new state Supreme Court justice and trying to make nursing homes safer from the coronavirus. Governor Tim Walz will name a new justice to the Minnesota Supreme Court today. Brian Baxt reports. There are four finalists for the upcoming vacancy. It was created by the planned retirement of Justice David Lillehog. Walls interviewed candidates forwarded to him by a merit selection panel. Three of the four are sitting judges. They are Court of Appeals Judges Diane Bratfold and Jeffrey Bryan, Judge Gordon Moore, who is chambered in Nobles County, and Chief Deputy Attorney General John Keller, who formerly led the Immigrant Law Center of Minnesota. The seven-member court currently has five justices first appointed by Democratic governors and two put there by Republican governors. That balance won't shift. Justices must periodically stand for retention elections. I'm Brian Baxt. Republican Senate Majority Leader Paul Gazelka is offering an upbeat assessment for the final days of the 2020 legislative session headed into the last weekend. Lawmakers must complete their work before Monday, and several issues remain unresolved. Still, Gazelka said yesterday he's optimistic about the finish, including passing a bonding bill for public works projects. He says talks continue with the House and the governor. With the governor lifting the stay-at-home order, uh, that that was a step that I think brought us all closer together, which I think is really good. We're all trying to focus on COVID-19 and what do we do about getting the economy up and running safely. And so that seems to be moving, which then I think uh, triggers all the other things that we want to get done. Gazelka did not mention the disagreement over state employee contracts. He's pushing to renegotiate the labor deals to stop a second pay raise from going into effect during the economic downturn. The president of the Federal Reserve Bank of Minneapolis and one of the nation's leading infectious disease experts say they fear the COVID-19 pandemic is only in a lull right now. Neil Kashkari and Michael Osterholm spoke to the Economic Club of Minnesota yesterday. They both said that the pandemic's economic impact hasn't touched bottom yet. Osterholm said if the virus behaves like the flu, the worst is yet to come. We could very well see cases begin to actually decrease over the course of the next few weeks to months. And I know people will celebrate that and say, look, what we've won. In fact, that may be Mother Nature playing the cruelest trick of all by saying, just like it has in every previous influenza pandemic, it goes away. And then all of a sudden it comes back with a vengeance. Kashkari told the group it appears the unemployment relief provided by the federal government is helping the economy, but he doubts benefits through July will be enough. University of Minnesota Athletics Director Mark Coyle and the U's five highest paid coaches are taking pay cuts amid a sharp decline in revenue because of the pandemic. Matt Sepik has that. In a statement, Coyle says he's taking a voluntary 10% cut in pay along with football coach P.J. Fleck, men's basketball coach Richard Patino, and women's basketball coach Lindsey Whalen. Women's volleyball coach Hugh McCutcheon and Bob Motzko, who coaches men's hockey, are also taking pay cuts. The cuts will last from July through December, the first six months of the U's fiscal year. Patino's annual salary is $2.1 million. Under a contract Fleck signed last fall, he's earned 
earning an average of $4.75 million a year. I'm Matt Sepik, Minneapolis. The Minnesota National Guard and teams from the state health department will be testing staff and residents at long-term care facilities today. The Minnesota Guard began the work yesterday as part of what Governor Walls has called a battle plan to address COVID-19 outbreaks in facilities across the state. So far, the vast majority of deaths from the virus here in Minnesota have been residents of nursing homes, assisted living facilities, and other congregate care settings. Reporter Peter Cox talked to Kathy Werzer today about just how bad the problem is. So the state says in total there are about 13,500 confirmed cases of COVID-19. And they say about 1,800 residents of long-term care facilities have had the illness. According to state data, one in five nursing homes in the state have confirmed cases, and a little less than one in 10 assisted living facilities have confirmed cases. So it's just important to point out that the large majority of confirmed cases are not in long-term care. But long-term care is where the virus is most deadly. Of the 663 deaths so far from COVID-19 in Minnesota, 537, or about 81% of them, have been in long-term care facilities. And it's because of the number of deaths within these facilities that the state laid out a new five-point plan approach last week. And that includes increased testing and getting more personal protective equipment to facilities with outbreaks. Mm -hmm. Now, the National Guard is helping with this, at least some members of the National Guard. What exactly are they doing? Right. So about 120 members of the Guard have been called in to help on several fronts. But uh, 21 of those Guard members who are already trained as medics are coming in to help the state as it increases testing. Uh, They'll be part of these rapid regional test teams around the state that will go into facilities where there's at least one confirmed case or residents showing COVID-19 symptoms. By the end of the day today, the teams had planned to test about 20 facilities across the state. The Minnesota Department of Health said yesterday they will be doing more of these facility-wide tests in coming weeks, and that after homes that have had confirmed cases have been tested, they might move on to do testing at all facilities, whether or not they've had confirmed cases. So I'm thinking uh, once more universal testing starts to take place, we're going to see the number of confirmed cases jump among residents and staff, right? Yeah, that's likely. Uh, At the St. Therese Long-Term Care Facility in New Hope, where they've had 55 deaths as as of early this week, administrators did test throughout the facility on their own. Um, And when they did that widespread testing, they, they actually found about a third of the confirmed cases in the facility were asymptomatic, not showing any symptoms. So when testing, when the state's testing was focused on people showing symptoms, nursing homes might cohort those people or, or put patients together who've shown symptoms and, in a sense, quarantine them that way. But meanwhile, others in the facility who were asymptomatic were spreading the disease unknowingly. So the hope is that with facility-wide testing now, these homes are going to get a much better grasp on who has the virus, and they can use that information to better fight the spread. So we're likely to see an increase in the number of cases as this widespread testing happens. What's the reaction to this new plan? Well, the the two major organizations representing long-term care facilities in the state, Leading Age Minnesota and Care Providers of Minnesota, have both been pushing for more widespread testing for several weeks. 
Uh, we've also heard the same from State Senator Karen Housley of St. Mary's Point. Uh, she's asked that the National Guard be called in to help with testing and cleaning facilities in late April. Uh, both those organizations and Housley say they're happy to see this widespread testing get implemented, though Housley said it should have been started weeks ago. Uh, for the facilities in the state, I think this is welcome news. Uh, there have been places that have decided to do their own facility-wide testing already. Clearly, they believe that that this is the best practice, something that can help clarify who has the disease and give them clear parameters of how to fight the spread. That's Peter Cox talking to Kathy Werzer. And that's your Polycast for this Friday, your daily check-in on Minnesota politics. I'm Mike Mulcahy with NPR News. Thank you.